When planning the road to success, there are a few steps to keep in mind. Identifying and solving the cause, facing and embracing change, goal setting, and being accountable. We'll talk about this today on Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. New and healthier habits lead to prosperity in all areas of your life and business. Now, here's your host, Chris Salem. Welcome to Sustainable Success. Hope everyone's having a great week. If you are new to Sustainable Success, you found us here at the Voice America Influencers Channel. And we'd like you to stop by and check us out on Facebook at Sustainable Success 2017. There we have had many of our guests from over the years share their words of wisdom, insights, and personal experiences in helping you to take your life and business to the next level. Feel free again to check us out at Sustainable Success 2017 on Facebook. Leave us a comment and anything that could help you move you and your personal life and business to the next level. We encourage those that are also listening to follow us on Voice America Influencers channel and also at Apple Podcast. Well, we're going to have a great show for you today, but our show is being brought to you today by Alumni Direct. They are a new social media community platform dedicated to strengthening uh, relationships with people you went to school in the past, an opportunity to meet new people. And this is a way that you can take all the noise out of social media with no notifications, where you can come in on your time to develop genuine and authentic relationships with people perhaps you've known in the past and people you've never met for across all different generational types. This is an opportunity to share all types of content that can help bridge further relationships that could take, perhaps land you your next job opportunity or a a, a partnership in a future business. Check them out at alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. As I mentioned, we we have a great show for you today. We're going to be talking about from tragedy to purpose. Now, more than 12 years ago, Antonio and Sunita Mitchell lost their precious little angel, Anaya Simone, at 28 weeks of pregnancy. Despite their heartache, their faith aided them in overcoming their pain and beginning a new life focused on inspiring and helping couples that were in need. And while experiencing the isolated world of grief, they continued to struggle with infertility and constantly testing the remedy of the issue. That this ignited a new birth in the launch of the nonprofit organization called Anaya's Project. And you're going to learn more about that and all the great things that they're doing and how you can turn tragedy to purpose. Our guest expert in, in, in today is going to be Sunita Mitchell. She's the founder of the nonprofit Aeneas Project. She's a certified his uh, coach, uh, life coach, marriage dynamics, and prepare enriched facilitator. She's also a certified grief recovery specialist through the Grief Recovery Institute. And Sunita is the author of 10 Keys to Walking in Greatness and offers a grief tips and strategies in the book, We All Grieve Differently. She also ran her own registered in-home child care program and currently serves as a second grade teacher and worked as a Sunday school teacher for over 10 years. There is so many more things I can <laughs> say about uh, uh, Sunita here, but without further ado, we welcome Sunita Mitchell to the show. Sunita, how are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here with you today. Uh, we are. This is a pleasure. And thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to be with us we always, you know, you know, there are so many people out there that might be, you know, struggling and having, going through the grieving process and, you know, losing a child is never an easy thing. I know personally, I lost my father at the age of, when he was at the age of 56 and I was just turning 30 years old at the time. And, and no, I had to go through that process. Talk about a little bit, if you can, to kind of, maybe if you like to share a little bit about the backstory of of that and how that has led up in you understanding this process and how we can now not only go through it, but maybe perhaps take the good out of these this experience and how this can reshape and allow us to grow as people. Absolutely. And so um, as you read in our bio that it was over 12 years when we lost our daughter, Anaya, and like we were just we were a new blended family. We were just trying to figure out life as a couple. And then we um, found out about our daughter. And unfortunately, um, our daughter did not survive being born at 28 weeks. Um, and so um, just going through loss 
in general, um, it can be very isolating. People, they're with you right at the beginning. Um, but as days go by, people start to get back to their regular routine. And a lot of times grievers are left alone to kind of like, okay, let's get back to the normal, whatever that is. But for a griever, that is no normal. This is now a new normal where you're trying to figure out how to maneuver and navigate around all of these different nuances that you have to face. Like maybe it was the phone calls that you were used to getting, or, you know, if you're, you know, as you mentioned, your father, like this years of knowing a person, whether or not you had the best of relationships or not, you still can grieve whether you had a good relationship or a bad one, or as I say, complicated. Um, and so how do you transition from that tragedy to hope I, it's, it's, it's an oxymoron to what I'm about to say, because normally in all of my training, we would say time is not the, the way to deal with grief. You know, uh, time doesn't change anything. It's the action that you take. However, how do you move from tragedy to purpose? That does take time because you have to do the work and take the steps to confront those painful issues that, quite frankly, many of us don't like to do. We don't like to confront how we're feeling about whatever loss we may have experienced. And so, yeah. Well, and, and, and you've made a great point. And talk about that action. You know, sometimes we, you know, we're when you're initially going through that loss, like you feel paralyzed, you feel hopeless, you feel like, you know, like everything, nothing can go right. And, you know, and it's just in that moment, you just feel like so like like there's a weight on your shoulders. You just can't do anything. What would you recommend, you know, Sunita, in that case, like what would be that first action step? You know, even if it's the last thing in the world we <laughs> we desire to do, but we know that something in us, if we do it, it's going to it's going to start moving that grieving process forward in a positive way. Absolutely. And it was right what you said. It, it is a weight. Right. And that's actually one of the the analogies we use in the Grief Recovery Institute is grief is like a weight. It's a rock. We collect all of these life experiences and we put it in a bag. And just like if you was to just put a bunch of stones in your book bag and you put it on your back, it's heavy. And grief alone is very heavy. So we have to deal with it one stone at a time, right? And so how do you do that? You have to make that phone call, right? Like you have to, instead of what I teach people is instead of um, the people on the outside, they often leave you alone. And the griever is like, Hey, I'm hurting here. Nobody's checking on me. So you have to reach out and you have to say, I need help. Right. So normally when someone is experienced, let's just use grief in the example of the death of a loved one, a pet, Right. Normally people will say, well, how can I help you? And usually grievers like, I'm good. What we call that in the grief recovery uh, method is that's the Academy Award winning um, performance. Right. I'm fine. I'm OK. You know, thanks. And for the person who hears that, it's like, oh, well, she's fine or he's fine. And they go on about their business. But what you have to do as the griever is you have to take that initial step and you have to speak up and say, what is it that you need, right? What is it that you need in that moment? And sometimes that's hard. That's hard to do because just how we are as a culture, we do not ask for help, right? So if you ask for help, it's somehow meaning that you are a weak individual because you are unable to manage what we call a normal life experiences, right? We expect our our parents to pass away. So you should expect that. But grief is the natural reaction to these things. And so we have to be able to make that um, phone call, register for a class. I'm going to tell you, it's, and I'm speaking from personal experience. When I lost my mother in 2019, I felt like that weight. I mean, it's, it's more than just the loss of the person. It's the business, right? It's the business of dealing with the person, right? So that means you got to deal with the finances. You got to deal with, you know, the the services. It's so many things that that the griever initially, when all of the people on the outside are asking for you to, 
you know, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? But the griever, what they don't realize, or maybe they forget, they're trying to figure out what is the banking information. They got a funeral to plan. They got like estate issues that they are dealing with. So it takes a while before they settle into the reality that their loved one is no longer here because it's so much business when someone passes away. Right. And so you don't initially get to do that. So that's where I was when I lost my mother. Um, I was in the business mind. I had to pack up her apartment. I had to figure out what, make all these decisions till I finally just had this weight and I didn't know what to do. I was honestly afraid and I had to make that phone call. And I did. I reached out on Facebook and I said, does anybody have a therapist? Right. <laughs> and that was hard for me because so many, so many people thought I was the strong friend. Right. Nothing bothers me. So for me to come out and say, hey, does anybody have a therapist? Does anybody have a grief counselor? Does anybody have a grief coach that I can talk to? Then people started to say, oh, are you okay? Right. So, but that was hard. And it is, it takes being out of your comfort zone to make those kind of declarations or ask. Yeah. I mean, that was a lesson, you know, that I learned the hard way that, because I've always been brought up being a man, you know, from my father was like, oh, you know, men don't, men are, you know, don't disclose that we're, we're, don't, your transparency and vulnerability is a weakness and how untrue that is. It, it, it is the strength because I, that was like the, the foundation to my healing process and everything yes. I went through. That's and you just demonstrated that, you know, somebody that, that, you know, that you were perceived as a rock to so many people, but you know what us rocks also, you know, ha- are going to have moments where we're going to, we have to reach out and have someone help lift us up. Absolutely. And you talk about transparency and vulnerability. It is. It's very hard to be transparent because then you feel like everybody will always feel like you are this weak person. I mean, you know, like you're in a weak spot, right? Like, yeah. so if you just have a complete meltdown, right? Like I've, it was hard for me. Now this, I, I told my therapist, I still see her. It's been two years and I still see her. And I say, I cried in front of my husband. Now, to most people, it's like big deal. I mean, like if you're going to cry in front of somebody, wouldn't you cry in front of your spouse or significant other? But to me, that was such a breakthrough for me because I would always go run in the bathroom because in my family, in my culture, where I'm from, I've we don't do that. You don't, you don't just break down, right? You, you do that behind the door. You, you know, go in the bathroom if you need to splash some water on your face and then you move on. You do not fall out crying in front of anybody because now everybody thinks you're this weak individual when really that's, this is our response. This is how we were built and we need to release those tears. And And it is so much power when you start to be able to cry in front of whomever. Right. And for me that day, just like around mother's day, I mean, this recent, we're talking 2022 mother's day. I was just, finally able to cry in front of my husband like this is just like one million dollar like I was able to cry I don't know if you ever saw that uh, movie uh, Pretty Woman where yes I um, remember he said, yeah. <laughs> where he's like I was I was very angry at my father right he paid twenty five thousand dollars I was very angry at my father but that was how I felt like I I was able to cry in front of my my husband that was you know however many thousands of dollars in therapy. I was able to cry in front of my husband. Now I get it, right? I, I get it. Like it takes some time to be able to be transparent, but it is so refreshing to the person. So now my husband knows like, oh my gosh, like she, this was a tender moment. Like something was going on and it allowed him to be able to comfort me, to just sit and listen, right? Not try to help me, not try to, you know, say anything. So I think when we're able to be that transparent, it allows the people around us, it empowers them to say, oh, she really does need the help. I thought she didn't, but now they know she does or he does. Yeah, no, so true. And 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 it, and, it, and it would it be safe to say, because we have, you know, in the, we have a few minutes to the break, 
that, you know, everybody's, everyone's process is, is different. It's not like, well, hey, so-and-so took only a few months and got through this. Why is it taking you so long? And, you know, everybody's got their own timetable. <laughs> Absolutely. And that is a myth that we all just got to go through the same process every time. And that's why I was so proud to be a part of the book. We all grieve differently. That was a compilation of writers, of people who had lost, of women who had lost their mothers. And it's just like the title says, we all grieve differently. They all dealt with it in their own different way. It's no right or wrong way to grieve and how you manage it. It's just the fact that you need to do something. Right. And you have to find what that thing is for you. No. So true. So, so true. What would be like, you know, as we, we got a couple minutes to the okay. break and, and I know the listeners, you know, listening now live and those that will be listening later. What would be like that? What would that be? What would be that first thing that you would recommend? Like somebody that everything you've shared so far that maybe perhaps again, that people have to put the most emphasis on to move this forward. We talked about, that again, you got to take that first step, you know, you just got to, mm-hmm. you know, do it, you know, you know, it's not, not thinking about it, but what would be something else that you could add to that? I think also, you know, and it, it sounds cliche-ish, right? Is that a word, you know, but anyway, it does sound like a cliche that you got to take care of yourself, right? In, a, in our culture, in our society overall, we do not take care of ourselves. We will throw ourselves back into work. We will throw ourselves into all types of different things to keep us busy. Um, and that just doesn't work. And so I would say that you got to really take time to take care of you. And if that is going to see a therapist, a counselor, taking a class. I realized that everybody doesn't do well. Maybe they yeah. had a bad experience with therapy. Yeah. So you can take a class, right? Like take a class. If you don't yeah. want to go talk to a therapist, you can take a grief course, right? Yeah. That's going to help you process your thoughts and feelings surrounding your situation. Wow. This is powerful. Well, we got to go to break, but we got more to come with Sunita Mitchell here and talking from tragedy to purpose and there is so much more she's going to share with you and we'll be right back after the break what is balance it's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects surrounding yourself with family and loved ones nurturing your spirituality maintaining healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness and being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about unblocking mindset barriers for sales professionals, business leaders, entrepreneurs, and all types of people to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of the problem or challenge. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the effect but do not address the root cause. You now have an opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consulting calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. Change starts here. Change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. Uh, We're here talking about From Tragedy to Purpose with Sunita Mitchell. She runs a nonprofit called, um, again, uh, Anaya's Project as a remembrance to her daughter, Anaya. And the the things that she's doing in this particular area are helping people to understand and really be able to go through the grief process to really take the benefits and the things that we can learn, learn to grow as people. So, Sunita, you had gave a little bit about your backstory, and we talked about some of the process of going through uh, grieving and going through this struggle. Can you talk about 
you know, some of the things that when we go through this process, again, we don't know how long it's going to take it. Everything is different for different people. What are some of the things that like that, that can come about that we become stronger from this, even through some horrific loss that we go through? Some of the things that you talked about losing a daughter, you know, what are, what are some of the things that can help to grow us and then also benefit other people through that process? Absolutely. So I think everything is in timing, right? Like, so for us, we started an organization to help support families who have experienced pregnancy and infant loss, as well as um, difficulties with fertility. And so that was our way of giving back to others. Also, just filling that void that we felt like we didn't get and we felt strong enough that we wanted to make sure that other couples, other families did not experience the same level of isolation that we felt. Right. And so doesn't mean you have to start an organization by a long shot, but it could be that maybe when you're ready, right, when you're ready you volunteer for like if your mother had Alzheimer's or something, right? Or if you lost a pet, you might volunteer for the Humane Society or some other pet nonprofit organization or something. Um, you can do those sort of things without necessarily having to start a business or write a book. But if you feel so inclined to do those things, those are also ways that you can find to honor that loss, right? Um, and so um, where do you get that power from? Where do you get that tenacity? I mean, that just comes in, like, I believe that we as people just deep down within us, we have that little ember of fire that like, come on, we can, we can do that. Right. It's always that memory of something that says I can keep going, whether it's something that a grandparent said, an auntie said, or uncle said, or a best friend, or even a coworker told you it's something that is said that ignites you, that gives you a, a little bit of hope. Right. Just a little bit. You don't need a grand boulder of hope. You just need a little bit of hope to make a difference. Right. And if you got that as you go day by day by day, as I tell people, it's it's day by day. Sometimes it's minute by minute, second by second. You got to take it as you can as it goes. Right. And so how do you do that? You just do what you feel comfortable. And um, one of those things that I tell people is you got to have a plan, right? Have a self a, before the last segment, we was talking about self-care. And one of those things that I tell people to do is to have a self-care plan. And in that, where you get that tenacity from is how are you going to um, deal with these dates that come up? How are you going to deal with the milestones, the holidays? Um, the holidays is easy to, you know, you know, the holidays are coming, but it may be those small days like that catch you off guard, such as maybe it's an anniversary date of your favorite birthday when you turn 16 or maybe something even smaller. It was the day you went on vacation with a, a friend or something. What are you going to do when that date comes up? Have something um, in place to help you. And what I found is that empowers me because I'm prepared for the day, right? I'm not just wallowing in to the day, just kind of flopping through. I kind of know what I want to do on these milestones, these significant dates that matter to me. I write them down in a journal. And then I say, what do I want to do on these days? Whether it's planting a flower, whether it's doing, like I told you before, volunteering, what am I going to do? And so that's what helps ground me. That's what helps me be, um, helps me to be empowered when I feel like I'm dictating how this day is going to be instead of the day is going to dictate to me what's going to happen. Yeah. And, it, and it's, th and, it, and, and it's also like therapeutic in a way, like it can, what it, like, I know it's not that you're escaping what you're going through or trying to not think about it and, you know, because people have done that before. They get really busy yeah. right after something and they suppress it. And then it, it starts to resurface in unhealthy ways. But it's having that, I guess, you know, finding that harmony, depending upon how long you've been through it and what 
when you do start taking action, but knowing that, 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 you know, by, by just sitting around, even after a long period of time, that's not going to help you do anything. You're, you're just going to further, you know, really, really put yourself at risk for your own well-being and, and, yeah. and so on. So I love the fact that you said, and it doesn't have to be, you know, your own entity or organization, you can volunteer yeah. and help through other people's causes. Absolutely. Because sometimes in this environment, it's like you can start a business and you can start a business and you can start a podcast. And you and so you feel like you need to do this in order to, you know, make some sort of impact. And you don't. It could simply be you donate in honor of something. You can volunteer. You can if you're good at something, whether it's crocheting, sewing, biking, maybe you join a bike Like it's something that you do. Anyway, but what's going to drive you is the passion behind it, because now you're doing it because one is is personal. Right. It's something that you're doing to honor someone else. But then you're also surrounding yourself with other people who have that same story. Right. Even though we can experience the same thing, it doesn't mean we experienced it the same way. And so when you get around people such as that, um, like other people who have had pregnancy and infant loss, while we have all gone through the same type of situation, we've experienced it differently. And so, but when I show up, it brings significance and, and empowerment to me because now I'm hearing different stories. I'm hearing such as, you know, what they've gone through and it helps me to also not, um, compare myself because yeah. we do that too. Well, my grief is better than your grief. And, you know, your child was 43 and my child was six months. You know, why are you crying about your six month old? But we, you know, but when you get around like minded people who've gone through the same type of situation, you don't think about that. You just think, oh my goodness, like, wow. And now you, you've now created a community that you didn't have before. Yeah. Yeah, so so true, and and like you said, you know this process, and I know when I've gone through my grief, you know I look back now and I say, God, if I didn't you know go through that, I couldn't, I would have never been a, a good example or a resource to help other people, because mm-hmm. I, I I was I was still in that that space where, you know I was just I felt hopeless and I you know I made myself into the victim and. Instead of saying, okay, what can I, what can I become from this and, and, and relate and understand another human being going through it and inspire them to know that they can get through this and be an example, be a resource for other people. Absolutely. And that comes with time, right? Like yeah. when you on the onset of grief, and, and I want to say that grief is also not always the loss of a person. Yeah. It can be when you move, like you can have those, um, it can be like good grief, right? Yeah. Like, like you could, it, you could lose a job. I mean, it could just be a loss of a job, a divorce or, absolutely. you know, a loss of relationship, whatever, whatever that may be. And it could be a good grief, meaning yeah. that you move, like you're in a townhouse now and then you buy a single family home, but you're, you're moving into the house. Right. And that's a good thing. You're excited, but you're sad because you're you're leaving a house that you may have gotten married at. You might have had your first few kids at or your kids are like like my kids. When we were talking about moving, they were actually in tears. I'm like, at first I was like, what are you guys crying about? (laughs) Right. But it's like we're going to we were just excited, you know, like we're going to have this. We're going to have that. But then they started thinking man, this was the house that I grew up, like, they're, they're eight, okay, so when yeah, they, yeah. About, they, they grew up in, right, but this is the house that they learned how to walk in, this is the house that we had the daycare in, so they have a lot of memories, and then I thought about it, oh my gosh, like, it's true, you start to think about all the memories in this one house to move to another one where you're kind of starting all over again. So that's what I mean by the good grief. It's like, I'm excited to move. I'm excited about the new job, but I can feel a little, or people can feel this way when they retire. They're excited about retirement, but then when they retire and they got all this time and, you know, they've done all of the things that they want to do. It's kind of like, Oh my gosh, I missed my job. I need to do something else. So 
grief can show up in all kinds of different ways. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're just feeling sad. It just means yeah. that it's a change in your normal um, routine you and action. Yeah. You just talked about it, change, because, you know, a lot of times people are resistant to change rather mm-hmm. than embracing change, because sometimes things are going to change regardless if you're going to decide or not, because it's beyond your control. Absolutely. It's are we going to accept and change with the change we can't control or are we going to resist it? It's going to change regardless, but mm-hmm. we're going to be resistant and we're really going to subject ourselves to more grief and more aggravation that is self-imposed rather than than just adapting. Right. And it's just really about dealing with our emotions. Right. We don't want to tell people, well, I felt like that that made me angry what you said to me, right? Instead of just telling the person that you, you know, that you were angry or that made me sad, what you said, we'll just like never talk to the person again, right? And so as a society, I feel like we don't share our emotions about a situation really well, right? Like we'll just say, oh, that person said something to me and he just, you know, I just didn't like it. But we don't say that person said, X, Y, Z to me, and it made me feel sad or it made me feel less than a person. And so when we don't deal with our emotions, and that's where the grief recovery method comes in, we're dealing with the emotions, the heart, not our brain. Our brain says, oh, well, blow it off. You know, I mean, our brain just says, blow it off. Don't worry about it. Cause that's what we were told. That's how we should handle it. Right. But the heart in our emotions is that really made me feel a certain way. And how did it feel? I need to identify that emotion and be able to express that motion emotion. So it doesn't show up in other areas. Right. Yes. So that I can go out into my board meeting and be authentically myself and, and not just yeah. Right? Not just wear the mask of being OK, but being truly OK, because I've dealt with the emotions surrounding this change. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've learned through this process that with emotions that when things happen beyond your control and sometimes they can be life changing events like like you mm-hmm. you've experienced. We've all experienced on some level, whatever that is, that your emotions are happening for you, not to you. And when every time it was happening, I allowed it to be to me. I was resisting. I, you know, again, I, you know, I, I, I saw where I would make things even more complicated than they had to be rather than looking at this is happening for me, because what am I learning to be, to become, to do? So that allowed me to now see something good that can come from this ter- this rough experience, or even a, a good experience. Like you said, you're, you're moving into a, from a, 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 you're downsizing from a house to a townhouse, or maybe you're moving to another state because of a job and, you know, whatever that we could see this happening for us, that, that, that it gives you a different perspective and then allowing you to kind of like, you know, become that. So then you, like you said, you can become a better resource and, and an example for other people to do the same. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think that just comes with time, like because it depends on where you are. Right. Like so uh, if when I lost my mom, I wasn't thinking about being a resource to anybody. Right. (laughs) I was just trying to and I wasn't trying to find the good in that. Right. So if you deal with the emotions as they reveal themselves, you know what I mean? So we you know, we deal with them as they come up to the surface and we deal with it and we ask ourselves these questions. And sometimes that's where you go like into a class, some, some kind of program that is going to help you walk through these things, because quite honestly, we just cannot simply do it on our, by ourselves correctly, Mm -hmm. because we have so many myths within us, you know, be strong. You mentioned it, uh, stay busy, Right. Um, Time will heal. These are all myths that make us think that if we just give something time that we're going to feel better and that if we keep busy, that somehow magically we're not going to hurt anymore. Um, But it just doesn't work that way. So when we can deal with it and confront the feelings that we have by being around, um, like I said, a therapist or class, someone who's going to 
make you be intentional because like you mentioned, we will scapegoat, we will (laughs) dance around, you know, we will go all around the moon, right. To not deal with something. But when you come into an environment like that, where they're going to make you sit down and focus for a certain period of time on that loss, you're going to then be able to process your feelings. And that's yeah. t- that takes so much bravery. Oh, yeah. So much courage. It does. It does to come every week. Every yeah. week. Absolutely. Well, we have more to come. Thank you for that, Shanita. We got more to come. We got to go to break right now. But when we come back, we got more to come with what Shanita's sharing from uh, tragedy to purpose and some of the resources and tools and more on the process to get you through this and to become more as a part of it. We'll be right back after the break. What is balance? It's being true to your purpose and not being distracted by shiny objects. Surrounding yourself with family and loved ones. Nurturing your spirituality. Maintaining a healthy balance of emotional and physical wellness. And being present in the moment. Chris Salem creates awareness about eliminating limited beliefs or unblocking mindset barriers for entrepreneurs, sales professionals, business leaders, and professional athletes to have sustainable success at the next level. The solution evolves out of resolving the root cause to the problem. The issue is that many people and businesses manage the problem but do not address the root cause to it. You now have the opportunity to live your life and operate your business in the solution rather than the effect of your challenges. Schedule a time to chat about your goals and the person you desire to be by going to ChristopherSalem.com. We have group consultation calls, one-on-one, and other programs to assist you. It will be the best thing you do for yourself to see how sustainable success is possible for you in your life and business. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success. Welcome back to Sustainable Success. We're here with Sunita Mitchell. Again, we're talking from tragedy to purpose. Today's show is being brought to you again by Alumni Direct, a new social media community platform dedicated to bringing together alumni from all different generational types of chance to rekindle old relationships, meet new people, and again, taking all the noise out of social media with no notifications and an authentic, genuine way to truly connect with others on your time. We highly encourage you to check out alumnidirect.com. That's alumnidirect.com. So, so Sunita, we, we t- you've shared so much valuable information here that you know during the show, and we encourage anybody that's just joining us to listen to the show in its entirety here later today at Voice America Influencers Channel through Sustainable Success. There is a lot of great information that is being shared here. So if somebody, if you're going through a difficult time or know somebody, share this link uh, with this re- with this show. It'll be on demand, uh, li- available to listen in, in, in its entirety here later today. Sunita, the, you know, you had started, you know, Anaya's project as a result of everything that you went through your own personal tragedy and going through this grieving process. So we talked a little bit about resources and resources are very important, especially with people because they don't know where to turn. You know, a lot of times mm-hmm. they're left to their own devices, but many times resources can be highly valuable to get people to move and take action. Can we talk a little bit about what maybe some of those resources are? Maybe share some, you know, even some personal things that you do within your organization to help people. Absolutely. So I'll, I'll start with our organization. Um, so Anaya's project uh, we have several different programs and um, resources for um, men, for women um, to, to participate in. And so we actually have our men's grief haven, um, which is launching, is actually kicking off in this month of June. Um, and it is really um, our first webinar coming up is um the silence is broken, right? Because men, they need an outlet, right? And so it was very important for us to create 
a program, a resource for men to come together and talk about how they feel. Because oftentimes, especially in pregnancy and infant loss, men are overlooked. I'm in the whole process. It's a lot of focused on the mom, of course, but of course, the mom, there's also a dad somewhere, right? In most cases. Um, and so we want to make sure that we are focusing and spotlighting the men and giving them a forum where they can come, whether they're listening or whether or not they have subject matter experts coming in to just be able to share the story, their, their viewpoints, hear their stories being told or um, just being around men. It's just, you know, the women, we, we have that down, right? We can get us anywhere, McDonald's, Starbucks. It doesn't matter for us, some women. We can talk anywhere. But men need a, a safe haven where they can feel safe and secure to talk about it. Another resource that we have is also um, we have our grief recovery method. And that is a, a course through the Grief Recovery Institute where we really walk individuals through how to deal with their grief, how to deal with the emotions surrounding their grief. Uh, we do it as a group or individually. We also have a program of resource to help um, families with um, their children. Because again, when we have um, pregnancy loss, infant loss, or any type of loss, any of those losses we talk about, divorce, schools going virtual, you know, all of the different things that's going on in our headlines today, we need to be able to communicate to our children how to grieve, right? And so we need to make sure that we don't pass on our bad habits um, to our children. And we need to be able to have these conversations with our children and teach them how to um, deal with their own losses. And so there's a program that we have called Helping Children with Loss. And that is not me dealing specifically with children, it is the adults in the children's life, equipping them to be able to address the needs of the children within their life. Um, and so those are a few of the resources that we have. I mean, we do bereavement boxes um, because we, we always are looking for ways to honor our, our babies that have gone on. Um, we also have angel gowns that we provide hospitals um, to um, help families bury their babies. So we have those, we call them angel gowns. Um, but some other resources that people have, um, there are all types of maternal health counselors um, that just talking from a pregnancy and infant loss um, perspective right now is dealing with the maternal health. Um, and just really looking up, as we talked about the employee assistant programs that you have at your job, make sure you tap into those resources because they're usually free, right? Um, there's no cost. Whereas if you went out with your insurance plan, you know, look up those mental health um, therapists or counselors around you. Um, NAMI, N-A-M-I, is a large mental health um organization that can help you where they have um, resources to help you, um, not just with grief, but any type of mental health issues that you may come across. So like people who may have different mental health, bipolar, schizophrenia, any of those types of anxiety. Sometimes you might have anxiety, especially surrounding loss. So if you already had those types of issues and then now you're dealing with a whole bunch of different grief. You may need these types of organization um, that can help you. Um, and so that, those are a few that I can think of. Um, the WENT Center, um, W-E-N-D-T, that is here locally in the DMV area. Um, that, but I believe, you know, a lot of them are doing telehealth. So it really doesn't matter where you're located now. Yeah. They can they can help you anywhere or at least be able to point you to um, another resource that may be, you know, if you're in the West Coast or the Midwest, um, they can definitely help point you out. But the Wint Center is a grief and loss organization that solely focuses on that grief and loss. Yeah. Wow. That's powerful. And. And like you said, I mean, these, these resources are all out there. It's just a matter of finding them. What are some of the ways that, you know, you know, because sometimes people don't take the initiative because they feel like mm -hmm. they're in their own little prison at that time. 
Mm-hmm. So what can be some of the things people can be doing to kind of, you know, create the awareness before the before something, maybe be, somebody goes through something, but knowing that, hey, they can always refer somebody to somewhere that can help them get, you know, get through this process using those resources. What are some great ways that, you know, to convey that information? So I think, you know, a lot of times, sometimes, like, especially with pregnancy and infant loss, you're given so much information at one time, you know, like you don't even, you're given this box and you're given a whole bunch of information that really is quite honestly is overwhelming. Right. But if you just listen, be a heart with ears to people, um, you don't ever want to just throw a resource, even if you think it's a good one at a, a at a griever. Right. But you might want to say, hey, you know, um, when you're ready, if you're interested, here is an organization. And you only want to share it if that person has expressed. Right. Like I need to get help. Right. Because nobody likes it when you just hand them some information that they didn't ask you for. Right. Because then it's like, so what are you saying? I need help. Right. Like so if if they've expressed the fact that they need help, then you want to give them those resources. Right. Um, Because there's nothing worse than you hand to somebody something that they did not ask for. Right. Because now you're interjecting your what you think they need on them. And it may not be what they need. Right. What they may need is just you to sit there and listen. Mm. Right. So sometimes we always want to jump in and give people something. But the act, but it may have the opposite effect where you might offend the person, because if they're not ready to go to therapy, but you keep giving them cards to therapists, they're like, I don't want to see a therapist. Right. (laughs) Stop it. Now you're making me feel like my grief, the way I'm handling it is translated like. I'm grieving wrong and I, I, I'm grieving long. I'm grieving differently from you. So now you feel like you, I need to go talk to somebody. Yeah. Right. So, but what you could do from the outside is create some resources. Right. And if that person by chance say something, yeah. Okay. Great. Um, I, I happen to be looking up this resource. Uh, I was, you know, glad that you asked me, here's one that I came across. Right. So you can gather the information for a loved one or a friend, but be careful with pushing it on them. Right. Because then it seems like you're trying to judge them on how they're or criticize them for what they do. Maybe they they need that time to just be in the dark and cry and just feel that way. Right. And that's fine, too. There are days when I just want to close the curtains and I do. I just sit there and be in the dark. It's not for you to tell me that that's a bad way and I need to go talk to a therapist. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so, yeah, gather the resources. And that's all a part of the self-care plan is to do that, is to have a list. Who are the people that you can call? Who are the people that you can talk to? That's all part of my little self-care book is having those affirmations. And you have to do that when you're in a good space. Right. You can't do it when you're down and down in the dumps because you're not you need this oh yeah that book for when you're feeling bad to go to and say here's a here's some quotes or a song that you're going to play that's going to boost you up or a quote that you know somebody your favorite person says that boosts you up and if you're a religious person maybe it's a scripture or you know some chant you have that you Put inside your self-care place so that when you get into these moments, you can go straight to it. And as a friend, your friend, you can give your friend a copy of it so that when you do have this moment, your friend can go straight to your book and say, "Okay, you said this is a song that I know will snap him or her out of it because she's told me like this song always puts me in a good space. Right. And so you can do those kinds of things. Wow, that's awesome. So, so great that you pointed that out because a lot of times there's so much information out there, but people just don't know where to access it and 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 so mm-hmm. on. And I know for me, when, when I've tapped into resources and take that action, even if I don't know exactly what I'm doing, it just, it only starts to move things forward. And, mm-hmm. and I start to feel a little bit better Absolutely. each and every day. So uh, I love what you shared there. Any other thoughts that you would like to share about resources, things that 
you know, that are available to people when they're going through this process that can help them move forward? Um, I would just say, you know, pick one, right? Like you said, it is so much, you know, Google is helpful until you really are looking for something finite, right? Like you're looking for a a specific um, type of help. Right. And so if you ask for a grief counselor or grief help, you can get like 10 million hits. Right. So sometimes it's like we said at the very beginning, asking for help, asking people, because what better way to get, you know, someone that, you know, uh, will do a good job than from a referral. Yeah. Right. Someone who said, hey, I saw Dr. Jackson over there and and he was great or that practice was great. So now you you're can do a process of elimination because at least, you know, that someone has actually used that resource. Right. But I would also say it's fine to choose a resource that someone has never heard of or used because that may be the one that works for you. Mm -hmm. Right. And not to be afraid that. All resources are not free. So it may cost you some investment, right? Because if it's free, we can back up out of it. But if you had to pay $700 out of pocket, you're going to make sure you're there, right? And so, um, you know, so don't be afraid to make an investment into a program if that's what, you know, if that's what the program requires, um, and it's not covered by your insurance. Don't think it odd if you have to pay for a grief coat, a course, yeah, or something. Absolutely. Well, Sunita, this has been wonderful. What you've shared here today. We're we're getting to near the end of the show, and I wanted to give an opportunity for everyone to get to know you and reach out to you. So, if there's anything that you know, best how people can connect with you, also what you're up to, and anything that you know that your Anaya's project is working on that can help. I'd be more than happy. I'd love to have you share with the audience here. Absolutely. They can follow us, of course, on all social media platforms, Anaya's Project, um, on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, Our website is www.anayasproject.org. And what we have coming up is our next Helping Kids with Helping Children with Loss um, workshop will start in August. Um, And then we'll also have our men's Grief Haven webinar coming up on June 11th from 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to about 1230. Um, And then we have our No Longer Bound uh, radio show that will launch also on the 22nd. And that is our fertility Mm -hmm. program that's going to launch this month. So we have a lot of new things that are coming up, but you definitely can reach out to me on my email as well, Sunita at AnayasProject.org if it's something that you're looking for in particular. Well, thank you so much. We highly encourage everyone to take advantage. Uh, There's so many exciting things that Anaya's Project is uh, launching and and having available to you. These are valuable resources. Reach out to Sunita today and uh, refer her to recommend her to someone that you care about that could be going through the grieving process. Thank you so much, Sunita, for being here. And listeners, we want to thank you each and every week joining us here, the Sustainable Success Way. Again, this show is dedicated to you and helping to move your personal life and business to the next level. Again, any comments or feedback that you have, feel free to reach out to us at Voice America Influencer Channel, or personally to me at chris at christophersalem.com. Till then, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next Thursday. Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.